This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're previewing the NESCAC Championships for the baseball team. The NCAA tournament gets started this Wednesday for men's lacrosse, and the rowing and track and field teams excelled at the New England Championships, with the battle for the NESCAC rowing title taking place this weekend. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's lacrosse team lost its first game of the season on Saturday, falling to Middlebury in the NESCAC semifinals by a score of 14-13. Wesleyan went on to beat Middlebury on Sunday at Garcelon Field to win its second NESCAC championship. Sunday night, the Bobcats gathered together in Merrill Gymnasium to watch the NCAA championships selection show. Bates landed one of the top four seeds in the field, and they will host Plattsburgh State this Wednesday at 4 o'clock. The winner will take on the winner of Amherst and Springfield this Saturday, and that game will take place at Bates should the Bobcats win on Wednesday. After the selection show wrapped up, we caught up with head coach Peter Lasagna. Did you even bother to watch Sunday's game or anything? Uh, Yeah, we did. I actually encouraged all of them and the staff to go watch it um, in part to be good, cordial, generous hosts, but also because we know there's a very good chance we're going to be seeing at least one of those teams again. So um, I think that just about everybody came out and watched today. And even though obviously disappointed with the elimination of the, semi, the semifinals, but at the same time, I think you touched on this, they get an extra day of rest in preparation for the NCAA tournament, don't they? Well, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. what we would all have preferred to have beaten Middlebury and, and played today, but realistically quite honestly in terms of where we are I mean everybody's banged up at this time of year and we certainly are and some really important people for us are banged up so to not have to play today uh, may really have been a blessing and then for the team I mean obviously last year after what happened last year how gratifying is it to not only be in but have a a top seed it's extremely gratifying and, and as I said to the young men I'm just really proud of them you know we sat in this room a year ago and processed some real serious disappointment. Um, and part of the reason why we're in, we were in that room together a year ago was because I've been a part of that before, and I know if you have the right people how powerfully motivating it can be, and uh, clearly it was quite motivating. Four NESCAC schools in your region, uh, including if you beat Plattsburgh State a date with Amherst, which was a really high-scoring game this year, what's that mean to you to have another, almost, almost like another NESCAC tournament? Well, I just, I think, obviously it's a great statement, a national statement about the strength of our conference. And those of us that are in this conference and realize just how difficult it is to play every single team in this league, we understand it. So I just, I think that's a wonderful thing for our conference, for the NESCAC. Um, And it just, as you said, they love to pair the NESCAC teams up in the second round if they can. Um, and so they're doing it again. We will work really hard to prepare for Plattsburgh and, and earn a, a home rematch with Amherst. Well, last, I know two years ago, I mean, you beat Keene State, you, you, you know, fell to Tufts, but uh, it was a great first experience in the NCAA tournament. What did you learn personally as a coach from that experience? Just what it's like to manage being in the NCAA tournament with students that are in short term, 
which means that they are taking one class uh, or no classes. Some of them are taking very intense classes that meet for hours and hours and hours every day. Other people are taking no class at all. So trying to, trying to manage a team where their student experience is so divergent and so different right now, um, it's really interesting, but obviously they're pretty focused. Uh, they're, they're, they have a really exciting, uh, their most fun and exciting short-term classes participating in the NCAA tournament. How nice is it not to have to travel anywhere unless you make the NCAA title game? I think it's a huge edge. And, um, you know, part of what we talked about heading into this weekend was that if we took care of our own business, we could be home throughout. So even though we didn't get everything done, didn't get every goal accomplished this weekend, uh, we still have a chance to be home throughout. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. The track and field teams shined at the New England Division Three championships last weekend with both teams finishing third out of 32 scoring teams. It marks the highest finish for the women at the meet since 2006. Senior captain Allison Hill won the 100-meter hurdles with a time of 14.04 seconds, a new meet record. Senior captain Jessica Wilson won the 1,500-meter race with a time of 4 minutes, 31.47 seconds, a new facility record, that places her second on Bates' all-time performance list. Sophomore Aiden Eikhoff also played a big role in the Bobcats' success, winning the 800-meter run with a time of 2 minutes, 11.17 seconds, breaking her own school record in the process. She also helped the 4x400 relay team break the school and meet record with their time of 3 minutes, 50.16 seconds. For her record-breaking performances, Aiden Eikhoff is our female Bobcat of the week. The 800-meter run, you broke your own school record again, won the race. Uh, when did you kind of realize that that was kind of like your specialty event, uh, you think, during your time here at base? Because you're only a sophomore, but it seems like you've, you've fallen into that groove quite nicely. Yeah, so I've always been more of a middle-distance runner. I did a little bit um, longer races in high school, but it's been really, really nice to focus on more like 400s and 800s. Um, coming into college and uh, it's just progressed more and more from where I was last year and I was finally able to dip under that 211.8 from last year. You ran cross country with the team in the fall right? I mean that doesn't necessarily prepare you for middle distance. No no it, <laughs> I personally think that it did help in the long run just to get um, a jump on indoor season. However, I did when I started training like more sprinting, I could feel that I really needed to develop to, to develop those muscles a little bit more. Um, but I think I'll definitely do it again next year. I wouldn't change that. Great. And then the four by 400 relay team. I mean, you guys broke the school record that had been set when Claire, I know was like a first year, right? So how cool was that? That was really, really cool. I definitely wasn't expecting it. Um, I was trying to kind of calculate right around where we would end up just from like what the splits that we had been running in the past right before our race and to see Claire cross the finish line right around what we thought was like 349, 350 was really, really cool. Um, and I hope to do better this weekend when we run it as well. well. What does it say about the team that you can have someone like Paige, who's only a first year, step in and contribute right away? That shows a lot of depth up and down the roster, doesn't it? Yeah, that's something we've always kind of had. Bates especially really, really focuses on having that depth instead of just like one or two star athletes, which we definitely have, and people like Allison Hill and, so, and like Sally. Um, but we also have people who contribute all across the board. 
And then this was the New England Division 3s, and then next week you're going back, or this week I should say, you're going back to the exact same location, but you're facing like Division 1 opponents also. So how cool is that to pick some bigger schools? Yeah, that'll be really cool, and I think it should push us in the 4x4 to have girls that we can run with who are consistently running in the lower or to mid-50s for um, the 400s. So that'll be really cool. It it puts a little bit more pressure on it, but I hope that we can rise to the level and compete with all of them. Just from a mentality standpoint, you're running 400 versus when you're running 800, relay versus individual. What are some similarities? What are some differences between those two races for you from how you approach it from a you know mental standpoint, from a strategy standpoint almost? Yeah, so for the 400, for me personally, in the past, it's just been kind of all out. And I, I actually noticed this weekend that around the around halfway in my 4x4, I was able to stay pretty conservative for the first 200. That way, the last 200, 200 wouldn't be just me kind of fading away, but I could actually like kick it in and keep it up, which I think definitely helped bring me to a faster split than I had been normally running. Um, 800, I <laughs> actually ran a pretty unique 800 race at this last one because just my first 400 when I came through was much faster than I do normally run it. And it was a little daunting going to that second lap and just kind of saying, well, that just happened. We'll see how this goes. And it almost didn't go great, but <laughs> I was able to really pull it off at the end there. So was Coach giving you like your split, the 400 mark? Yeah, I actually saw my split at the at the 400. Oh. Uh, it was around 62 something, and usually I'm closer to 65. And I passed uh, Coach Jay about 100 meters later, and she said, be brave, Aiden, be brave, because she knew what I was thinking as well. And I expected some people around 150 meters left to kind of catch up to me, um, just because I was really, really feeling it at that point. But fortunately, they were all getting tired as well. Be able to hold off at any challenger. Exactly, exactly. Now, the team as a whole got third place at the meet, the best finish since in quite a while for you guys. So how cool was that? What were some other performances that you really were impressed by? Yeah, so starting off even on day one, Friday night, in that terrible weather, uh, it was supposed to be pouring, but it actually held off. We had Sadie James go... A uh, huge PR in the 10K. Well, she'd never run it before, but still, number three, <laughs> number three all time, first time running yeah. it. Like, that's really unheard of. And it was really amazing. And I actually didn't expect much less from her just because she is, she has so much endurance from her um, cross country ski races that um, she's going to run another 10K this Saturday. And I don't expect anything less. So that was like a great way to kind of start the entire meet, got everyone pretty pumped up. Exactly, exactly. Right. And then you just have consistently amazing performances from Allison Hill. Or, just on the third hurdle, you can already see her pulling away from the group, from the group, and it's just really, really awesome and inspiring to see every day. And you have girls like Sally and Tristy who are sometimes off in their own area, but still are just consistently putting in the work. Um, that's and then we also had Jess. Uh, I actually didn't get to see her race. I was trying to sort of like stay away from all the pressure of of the track meet sometimes I, I kind of have to get out of my head but I came back and just like hearing everyone like oh did you see Jess did you see Jess like she ran so well and again not unexpected from her she's just so consistently in it but um it all kind of pushed me when I saw them after the race they're like now it's your turn to do great and it was more pressure but it was something I could really live up to Great. And last question for you. Obviously, with outdoors, there's more schools out there with teams, so it's a little bit harder to qualify for nationals. But how is it looking from your perspective uh, for the two major events you're running in? Yeah, so um, I think at least for the 800 right now, I'm ranked around fourth in the nation. So 
there is two more big meets, two more big weekends um, before nationals. So that will change. Uh, but I do feel much more confident than last year when I didn't qualify and I was sitting around 20th, 21st, and that I eventually was sort of bumped out. But running about 0.7 seconds faster, I think will definitely cement my position, at least in the 800. The 4x4 we will also see in the next two weeks um, how other teams put their uh, sort of A squad together, and then we'll go from there. But I think I, it looks good, and we, we also as well have two more chances to get that time lower. Well, the 800 must be nice to be fourth in the country as opposed to 20th. <laughs> yep, it is nice. It is nice. It definitely makes scheduling things a little easier. But um, I um, it hasn't actually quite hit me yet that that's where I'm going. Uh, Jay kind of texted me this morning and said, um, this is like your last hard week before you're going. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's really amazing, and I am excited to make that trip again. On the men's side of things, Junior Jack Kiley won the New England title and moved into third place on Bates' all-time performance list in the 1,500-meter run with a time of 3 minutes, 51.43 seconds. Meanwhile, Junior Adedire Fakariti won the discus and the hammer throw. His performance in the shot put was good for third place and set a new personal record of more than 52 feet, moving Fakariti into seventh place on the Bobcats' all-time performance list. His winning discus throw moves him into fourth place in school history. Fakariti was on the move to practice Tuesday morning, but took some time to talk to the Bobcast, as he is our male Bobcat of the week. Walking and talking with our male Bobcat of the week, how did you rate Fakariti here on the Bobcast? And first of all, how about that shot put? Personal best for you. I know our Nick I was very proud of you, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was so proud. Um, one thing that I've definitely been struggling with my whole career here at Bates is a shot put. I uh, haven't been throwing it too well, and finally, to be on the top 10 list and have almost a two-feet PR this past weekend was amazing, and uh, I really owe it all to my coach and Co Rich McNeil and Nick Margitza because they've been helping me all, all year, and funny enough, Dave also has been helping me a lot. I've been setting a video, he's been giving me critiques here and there, and it's, it's been a very awesome process because to get like a, like a huge breakthrough with that event is something that I've been looking for the whole season. Sure, and what maybe are some adjustments you've made recently that have made a big difference? Just being more confident and trusting that three years of work is enough to kind of like be able to execute. You were a New England champion in the discus and the hammer throw, a personal best in the discus as well. I know indoor season you were just basically doing the weight throw, now you're doing a three event, so how do you balance the practice? Honestly, uh, it's not it's not really much of a balancing act. We have like We have like a schedule every week, so depending on what goes well or what doesn't go well during the uh the course of the weekend in competition we make slight adjustments going into uh practice the next week but i don't think it's overwhelming at all like um discus and shot they're same mechanics in terms of spinning mm -hmm. and w hammer it's exactly like the weight throw but just a little just a little bit of a timing difference so pretty much it's not really that bad nice nice and then in terms of Know, your ambitions now moving forward i know obviously you want to get back to outdoor nationals uh what, what events are you feeling particularly good about in that situation well i'm feeling really good in hammer and um discus mm -hmm. i'm sixth and seventh in those events i believe and in shot put i'm 22nd so i'm trying to like perhaps hopefully uh, put, a, put yeah. a mark out enough to secure me a position to go to all three That'd be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be actually really good. And it's funny because I've only been throwing shot once a week. Oh. So um, 
moving into MIT Last Chance, my coach said that we're probably going to focus on that event. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that gives me enough, uh, uh, enough for me to push the mark further out. Nice. And then how about fellow thrower uh, Tyler Harrington with the javelin? Uh, obviously, he, he won New England. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Tyler Harrington uh, set the score record in new, new, yeah. uh, new age jab. Yeah. Because around 1984 or 85, they changed the uh, balance point of the um, javelin. Mm. So as you can see, the marks are 10% lower because back then those jab javelins back in the day essentially used to go in orbit. And now <laughs> they put a limiter on his javelin. So he's the first, he has the school record in the new age javelin. The team as a whole, obviously a third place finish must have been pretty happy. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, other standout events are Jack Kiley and the 1500. Yeah. Uh, breakthrough. Um, I don't. I don't know what was going through his mind, but he was running like a beast. <laughs> Huge PR, and he qualified for nationals off the uh, off that event. Um, we got started off with Blake and Brendan, um, the, the Maltese. They they absolutely killed it. <laughs> and uh, Rob Flynn, um, Patrick Griffin, several of the uh, the four by eight hundred guys. Um, Isaiah right. doing a fantastic job on a long jump. Unfortunately, blew out his hamstring, so he couldn't go into finals. So he going to finals, he was in third place, but someone surpassed him. So he's gonna heal up, rest up. He's fine. He'll be ready to go for uh, MIT last chance, hopefully. Oh wow! And obviously Jeff Jones in the triple jump, getting a huge third place there. You mentioned the multis, the, the, the cathlon. Can you even imagine participating in something like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> There's only one thing I could do, and that's throwing rocks. Well, you're pretty good at that. So we'll let you get to practice, but I do respect our Bobcat of the week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. The rowing teams enjoyed a very successful New England rowing championships, with the number one nationally ranked women's rowing team's first and second varsity eights winning their respective grand finals. The men saw its first varsity eight finish second in its grand finals at WPI, and the second varsity eight won its grand final. Now, both teams compete for the NESCAC title this weekend at the National Invitational Rowing Championships. But for head coach Peter Steenstra and the Bobcats, there's more on the line than a simple conference championship. For both the men and the women, this is a big regatta because it's for the NESCAC title. I know last year they both kind of fell short, so how much of a motivating factor is that what happened last year entering this season, do you think, for them? Do they talk about it much? Uh, we really don't. The, the NESCAC title, and, and not to shortchange that in any way, but um, in a sense, they kind of won it last weekend. Both boats finished as the top NESCAC crews last weekend. Um, and that we feel that that's something that's very much within within our reach to do again this week. Um, is it something we focus on? No. Are they aware of it? Yeah, of course they are. You know, that, that would be a nice thing to, to be able to do. But they're setting their sights um, higher. They want to the women want to get ahead of Ithaca, which is clearly a very strong program out of New York. The men, uh, you know, they've got a goal now of the IRA thing, and, and if they can get in front of Hobart, then they know they have a chance of that. But now they've got uh, sort of a new focus and a, a bit more of a personal uh, race going up uh, against WPI again six days after uh, WPI got the best of them. Sure, yeah, WPI, a team that you've now raced twice this year. Obviously a very strong crew. Um, obviously, so it sounds like the men are particularly motivated to beat them. They're very motivated. Um, yeah, they were they were disappointed. It, it's funny, if you look through at the, the pictures as on the regatta photos, you'll see all the headshots of the guys and not a whole lot of smiling going on. And, and you can tell that they're already into the next week. They're thinking about how, not necessarily what we're going to do differently, but that they now took a took a shot in the chin there, and they, they need to do something about it. 
Well, you touched on the success at New England's, though, especially, you know, the second varsity eight for the men won easily. The first varsity eight and second varsity eight for the women were victorious. Um, and that's a big deal, right? I mean, New England rowing championships, that is something that you guys are aiming for. That's really your first championship regatta, right? It is. Yeah, that, that's a big focus for us. Um, it This year, it meant it was our fourth week on the water. <laughs> right. So, so that that's a big piece for us. Um, I didn't really taper for them going into that regatta. So that was a bit of a risk on our part. Um, we tapered a little bit. We didn't go in tired, but we did work them uh, going into that race. So that, that was a big thing because you want to do well there, and, and it's, it's an important regatta, and it's a big regatta, but uh, what we're doing this coming Friday is a more competitive regatta and roughly the same size, but uh, higher level of intensity. Right, because you're getting teams now from all over the country. You mentioned Ithaca, so they weren't at the New England one, right? No, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, in, include That would include, uh, say, Hamilton College, which is a NESCAC school. Sure. But that's why this is the NESCAC regatta, because Hamilton's there, yeah. and, and that we finally have everyone present, and we can we can get it done. Sure, and then I know in the past, Williams has been a big rival for the for the Bobcats. Do you see that shaving up again this year? Absolutely. Uh, the the guys seem to be slipping a little bit. They they've got uh, an interim coach, and the, mm. you know things are going on there. But the women's team is only going to get stronger. Um, they are similar to us, uh, slightly bigger in size, uh, but clearly a very talented crew. That's that's going to get faster as the weeks progress. Great. And now, so this week in practice, I know you're going out in the water later today. Um, what's going to be the main focus uh, leading into this big regatta for both the men and the women, in your opinion? Um, well, we had a had a big practice yesterday. Uh, it's a short week, so I can't do a whole lot with them. Today will be some, some short stuff that's kind of high uh, rating, uh, sort of above what our racing pace would be, but real short interval work. Um, we'll see how the weather <laughs> cooperates or doesn't, and uh, and sometimes we adjust things according to that. But Great, great. And then are you thinking about messing with the boatings, or are you pretty set on what you've got right now? <laughs> no, there's just not <laughs> enough time to, to mess around with boatings mm-hmm. uh, in any way. Uh, we, we've been pretty confident with these lineups for – a couple weeks anyway any of the most of the seat racing and, and comparisons we've done have really only confirmed what we already knew um so you know the women's lineup has been the same thing since you know the three weeks before we were even practicing mm. uh we were going to regattas and that was the lineup so nothing really has changed all that much so that's probably a good thing that you have such confidence in the current setup right it is because it allows them to gel. It allows the crew itself to to be relaxed and not worried about losing their seat. Um, so they're doing their their job and they're they're doing the training and becoming a a unit as a boat and 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 that's that's the situation we want to send them to championship races with. I know in like the media and stuff, we can get caught up with like comparing this year's team to previous year's teams. As a coach, do you do that in your mind, thinking to yourself, okay, two years ago we won the national title and we had this type of speed in our boats. How does that compare to this year, or do you not do that? Not necessarily from just one year to the next. Every crew kind of ends up with a a flavor to it, in Mm -hmm. a sense. And I I look at this women's Varsity 8 in particular, and I think back to, um, say, 2012 when I had a strong – uh, senior class and a strong freshman class coming in. So I think about that. You know, I compare it to them. Um, on the men's side, I, I compare these guys to the class of '09 when I had a big senior class that was a little bit of a wild card, the whole group. 
so similar here. These guys are a little more calculated, but uh, similar. They're they're quiet, but they are very aggressive racers. And so I, I feel like I'm spending a lot of my time calming them down, and that's what I had to do with the 2009 group. Well, we're looking forward to the National Invitational Rowing Championships this weekend. Peter Seenstra, thanks so much. Thank you very much. The baseball team heads to Colby College this weekend for the NESCAC Championships, a four-team double elimination tournament which begins Friday when Bates takes on Middlebury at 3 o'clock. Head coach John Martin talks about his first year at Bates and what it will take to make a run at NESCAX. First of all, I, I think this is a great place uh, for me to be at this point in my career and this point in my life, and, and uh, I'm very happy here. I met a lot of great people. I inherited uh, a, a very talented team, a, a great group of guys with a, a tight, uh, close kind of nucleus of players, and um, I'm very fortunate for that, and uh, you know I, I think that we've got a good thing going right now, and I think that uh, you know we're in a good spot to to finish the year on a high note. And uh, yeah, it's been a great year so far. The, a few things have been a little tough, but uh, you know we've kind of pushed through those to get to this point in the season. So it's it's really been a good year so far. And it's crazy, like in the tournament, first game is going to be against Middlebury. With Mike Leonard as the head coach, have you and Mike communicated about how crazy that is? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, a few texts, I guess. But, but uh, you know, Coach Leonard was did a great job here and, and was a big part um, of building this program up. And, and so we, we all have nothing but respect for him. And, uh, you know, when he left Bates, I think everybody in the coaching world and everybody at Bates here, you know, wished him well and, and knew that, uh, you know, that was – for him that was the next step in his career. And, and uh you know, it'll be good to see them, and, and uh, it'll be good to compete against them. I know they've got a good club, and they're playing well right now. So I think, uh, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a fun atmosphere on the field for sure. Great. And then you've done this before at Vassar where you've had a three-day, four-team double elimination conference tournament. Obviously, that changes things a little bit from a coaching, maybe strategy perspective. How's it changed it for you, if at all? Well, it's tournament play, so you can't really um, – you can't really go about this the same as you have the regular season sometimes. So you, you sometimes you have to use guys in different roles. Um, you have to bring certain players in at certain times at, and, and at certain points in the game that maybe you normally wouldn't have done it, you know, in earlier April kind of kind of situation. So um, you have to understand that the most important thing is you got to win game one, um, and you also you need your best players on the field uh, when the situation calls for it. So. Uh, managing is a big part of, of this tournament, and uh, with these teams in it, I think all of us are going to be, we all have depth, we all have talent, and I think um, you know all the coaches in this tournament have experience, and they can all push the right buttons when they need to, so uh, it's going to be good baseball for sure. Well, and the Bobcats, second best ERA in the entire conference this year, uh, so it must be nice to have uh, so many pitchers you can rely on, right? It is. It's nice. We've, we've done a good job on the mound this year. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't really know, uh, you know, exactly have it scripted out who's going to throw when exactly. Sometimes you just kind of have to shoot from the hip and, and go with who's, who's available that day. But we do have some depth, and, we, and we've got some good arms. And, uh, you know, hopefully our, our, uh, our offense and defense will stay intact as they have all season, and, and we'll be ready to go right behind the, the pitching performances we're going to get. Well, it's interesting, like, the defense, the games I've seen, has, the defense has been excellent. But I saw, you know, at Tufts there were some rough patches for the defense. And so do you think that was just kind of a, a one-time thing, or are there any concerns there? Uh, no, no concerns. I, I think, you know, everybody has a bad day, mm -hmm. and that's pretty much what happened. Um, you know, one thing I like to say is that pitching and defense never slump. 
You know, and every once in a while your offense can kind of get in a downward trend, but pitching and defense should stay steady every day when you play. And, and uh, we've got a tight infield and we've got uh, some strength on the mound. So uh, that's been a big part of our success this year. And, and I look for that to carry on as, as we move forward this week. Man, what's been your message to kind of the hitters going into this tournament here? Because there's some guys on this team who have put up numbers in the past who we know is, are capable of hitting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all right. We're fine. We, we just, you know, we, we got to understand that we don't need to put pressure on ourselves. And um, we need to execute, and we need to make sure that we're taking good at-bats and, and we stick to our approach. And um, we got plenty of talent, and we got plenty of guys that can drive the baseball when we need them to. So, uh, I'm not worried about it. You know, at this point in the season, we are what we are, and, and we're going to go out and play hard um, and give it our best and, and, and try to play good, clean baseball and, and move on each day. And we mentioned there, there might be a possibility of, you know, the at maximum possibly five games in three days. And so, obviously, you have your three weekend starters who will you know, be used in some capacity at some point. But this might give an opportunity for some other guys also to get a chance, wouldn't it? It would, yeah, and and it'll get a chance in, in some big spots. And yeah. you know what's funny is I told um, everybody in our first meeting this past, this spring when we first started, I said everyone in this room is going to be in a position at some point this season where we're going to need you to help us win a game. Um, everybody in this room, all thirty five players, and uh, that's almost shaken out to this point. And if it hasn't yet, I'm sure it will in the next few days. Great, and just any other thoughts on uh, kind of what you're most looking forward to in the NESCAC championships? I bet you're glad that it's at Colby because you guys seem pretty comfortable there. Yeah, well, it's nice that it's close. Um, and, yeah, we've played a few games on that field. Uh, it's a nice facility to play in. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to playing good baseball, and, and uh, I love getting on the field with these guys. They're a ton of fun. We're a loose group. Um, they enjoy it. They, they show up every day and want to play, so I'm looking forward to – to getting out there and, and I mean this is what we this is what we do it for you know this is why we put in all the time and and the effort and uh, battle through the weather and everything else is to get to this point so if we're ever going to let it fly this is the weekend to do it all right coach looking forward to it thanks so much you got it thanks go Bobcats next time on the Bates Bobcast we'll tell you if the rowing and baseball teams come away with NESCAC titles how the track and field teams do at open New England's and whether men's lacrosse is still alive in the NCAA championships all that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.